It's your boy Blunt Steven. You are now tuned in to the It's a Blunt World Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Sit back and brace yourself. The show has begun. What up, world? We're back, man. Episode 16. It's a Blunt World podcast. It's yours truly, Blunt Steven. Thank y'all for fucking with me. We're going to get in it, man. Uh, This episode, man, is going to really be uh sharing experiences and thoughts on uh on uh everything mental man um and feel free to give me feedback man uh i always love that shit um and yeah man fucking let's get it So I wanted to uh, put a couple current events in there, man. Um, shit is crazy. Um, and when I seen this news, I was like, of course. I mean, it's not really the Bay, but I mean, it's pretty much a neighboring Bay City um, in Vacaville. Um, this dude, uh, he fucking went on IG Live and... He got like a dead body in the video and I guess uh, it was his girlfriend or or his wife and he's like lifting her dead arm in the IG live video and I guess what was going on is, you know, I guess he killed her and he was um, he was barricading himself inside the room until the cops like showed up. Shit is crazy, man. (laughs) Like, I don't mean to laugh, but like why the fuck would you go on IG Live? Like, why? How is that going to help you if you're trying to get out of this shit? Um, yeah, man, we got to... Uh, this is just, you know, y- you got to look out for yourself in this world, man, because there's so many crazy motherfuckers. The nicest person could turn out to be that crazy motherfucker you didn't expect. And you got to always watch your back, look over your shoulder. Like, this shit is crazy, man. I just feel so f- sorry for that girl, man. Like, she probably really loved that dude. And maybe that dude had mental problems and she didn't even know. Um, yeah, I mean special message for some ladies that you know really don't think there there's more to having a guy than just you know good penis you know um make sure your dude you're interested in or you fucking around with got got his head on his shoulders because you don't want to be victim like this young lady was man some white chick from utah man it's just uh it's crazy it's me having a daughter just scares the fuck out of me, man. Um, yeah, fucking scares the fuck out of me. Wow. Yeah, I, I saw this shit at work and I was just like, what the fuck is our world coming to, man? It's just, it's just fucking crazies all over this bitch. Watch yourself, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
This topic could be, uh, you know, sports or current event. I'm going to use it as current event because uh, it's current in my motherfucking life. Feel me? Um, LeBron fucking James, man. You know, I like, I couldn't like him so much because he was trying to knock off my Warriors. Um, I liked him the years before, man. I was pushing for him to just have the throne of the league and everything. I liked him when he went to Miami. Like, I wasn't one of those haters because I was like, fuck Boston. I can give a fuck about Boston Celtics without Larry Bird. Um, but, um, you know, and I like that he's gone to L.A. and stuff, especially since the Warriors fucked him up when he was in Cleveland. He got one, but we got two. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but, you know, he got the chip last year um, in the asterisk year, COVID bubble. But right now they're letting fans kind of creep back in a little bit following COVID-19 uh, precautions. L- last night, or no, no, night before last, he got heckled by a, a female fan. And I guess her husband was heckling him, heckling him before. And it's like you see him on the court, he's getting butthurt about it. Like, why does this guy continu- continuously have to be a pussy? This is what I was talking about, you know, through text message with my cousin. I just, I told him that, like, I want to like LeBron so bad, but he ends up always doing some pussy shit. Like, this is such a pussy move because you're supposed to have mental focus if you're an elite NBA player that you ain't going to fucking, like, react to these fucking fans because you... It's not a smart investment if you do that because these are the motherfuckers that pay for the seats, that pay for your contracts. Like, so why are you doing this? Why are you that much of a, a vagina boy that you're like, hey, man, fucking get this bitch out of the game? I don't think he asked for her out of the game, but his reaction and him being the best player in the league, it's just, you know, refs probably think, ah, oh, I gotta fucking, I gotta protect this guy, you know? Like, and uh, I'm pretty sure they got escorted out and they had too many drinks. It's like, come on, man. Really? You can't get fucking wasted at an NBA game and just start talking shit? Like, I remember going to a San Francisco Giants game. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, it was at, it was at Three Con Park. Yeah, old school, I know. Fucking... And I'm behind the home plate. We had good-ass seats. And I'm fucking calling. I remember Steve Finley playing for the San Diego Padres. Hit before Tony Gwynn. Fucking. I remember fucking. We would call him fucking herpes. <laughs> like for no reason. Come on. Uh, Miss herpes. Miss herpes. Like it's like that's the joy of being at a game. So she can't. Uh, she can't call this guy a little bitch or whatever. Like, come on. Like, that's why this generation is fucking different, man. Like, it's so different. It's the vagina generation, man. And that has nothing to do with females. It's to deal with these pussy-ass motherfuckers, like, that we have right now. Like, the other thing in text conversation that I said to my cousin is, like, this is why, like... Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were so special. 
like shit I remember, you know, MJ, he fucking, he just, he zoned everything out, like, whatever, like, I, his generation to me, the, it was still respect, and they, they really didn't go after him, at, at least the fans like that, um, but fucking, I remember all the time, every time Kobe and the Lakers would go to Utah, they're fucking calling him fucking so many names, all this shit, like, and what happened? Kobe would react to them, but he would take it as motivation. He'd score like 50, 60, whatever, and he'd be taunting in the crowd like, yeah, that's right, putting his hand to his ear like, I can't hear you. I'm fucking you up. That's right. That's why you're quiet. Like, that's how you retaliate when someone's fucking you up like that or fucking trying to, uh, like, get to you like that. Not like fucking LeBron, man. Oh, man, you need to get this fucking bitch out the game. Like, come on. Like, even if he didn't say that, you know that's what his facial expression was trying to fucking tell these refs. And it's just like, come on, man. You're bigger than that. You're such a specimen, man. And you're so incredible. Like, you don't need to do that shit. These are the two things that, like, tarnish his career. Just his attitude and how he created the fucking flop in fucking when he went to Miami. It's fucking ridiculous. But come on, LeBron. This is all I'm trying to say. Come on, LeBron. You're better than that, man. What I noticed in this generation is women are way more successful than the men. And I I have completely no problem with that. I was raised by a single mother, so I, I know what women are capable of. And um, I think us men have a problem with it. Um, and I... I really don't, but I know a lot of men, you know, they get intimidated, you know, when their woman or the woman that they're interested in, you know, she's making more money than you and stuff like that. Um, it's almost like uh, uh, our balls shrink, you know, uh, and that that's where insecurity comes up. And I just I, I kind of think it's funny because it's like, you know, you still doing what you're doing as a man. You're still responsible. And a woman, no matter if she makes like 100, 200 grand more than you, she's attracted to your masculinity, you know, and if you are, you know, still doing your thing, handling business, like she don't look at you no different. Like, and, you know, a type of female like that is always going to want to uplift you, help you out, just like you would do if you've seen your lady you know, have, you know, bright ideas and you want to help her, like, start a business or something, you know, or get in something that she wants to really get involved with, but she doesn't know how. So I just, I, I think, you know, us men, we need to just relax and the women do not wear the pants, but we got to realize and accept the fact that they are totally capable. So, guys, man, my message to you guys out there is, you know, when shit like this happens, 
Don't let your balls shrink. Don't let your penis fall to the floor. Just be happy that you have a woman like that and do everything you can to keep doing what you're doing to keep her because I guarantee you, you know, that woman loves you and as soon as you show insecurity, there's about like 50 dudes uh, lined up ready to fill out that application. So, relax. Women are fierce and, you know, they're uh, they're standing up to the plate. So just relax. There's a lot of uh, segments we're going to get into uh, this week on the, the Blood World podcast. Excuse me, it's a Blood World podcast. But this kind of just happened to me, so I just kind of wanted to, you know, uh, just address it <clears throat> and kind of have like a a little, you know, maybe you just went through this too, and uh, that's why I just want to spew it out. Um, you know, uh, when I broke up with my ex, I have three children. Obviously, if you've been following, you know that. And it's it's been a rough situation. And... Uh, basically I'm just going all the way personal with it. Hopefully, uh, um, someone can relate to this and it can help them out. Well, I broke up with my ex. I took the reins of the kids because I, I just, there was no other way for me, honestly. Um, and I moved in with my my mother. I love my mother. She raised me single mom. I have the utmost respect, but I guess when people get old, stuff changes and they just forget about shit because like the person that I'm dealing with right now, I don't know who that is. I've never had someone just digging me so hard about not being a good father when all the good father, uh, you know, characteristics and proof is like right in front of her and, you know, my children are doing better than they were and like I, my my schedule is just nonstop. As soon as I think I got a, uh, you know, a break, I got like 50 pages of paperwork I got to fill out and stuff. So it's just never ending. And, you know, I obviously as a parent, you accept that. And I've never had so much negativity and just, just lashing at someone like that. My parent is doing to me and, it's, it's, dude, it's honestly, it's, it's draining and it's just like, you just kind of look off to the side and you're like, dude, what am I going to do? Like, I got to get out of this situation. Maybe it's a, a little piece of like negative motivation, but you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like my head, <laughs> all the shit that I'm dealing with right now and being able to, you know, still kind of fight this off because, you know, I'm sure other people go through this and, and I always show my mom the utmost respect. We we were like best friends, you know, before, and we just always had a good relationship and she's just gone downhill or gone to maybe down a dark well or something. And it's just, it's almost like an evil vibe I get from her and it's just crazy and, and I hate it because she's my mother, you know, she's done everything for me, especially growing up. You know, I didn't need a father because she was such a good mother. 
and I just, uh, it, it's just crazy. I just, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I know, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right thing, but it's just, I wish I had more of her support, but it's almost like to an extent, like to my face, she'll say, you're the worst. You don't think about your kids or anything. She'll say that. And then I'll hear her on the phone with, uh, a friend or numerous friends saying, Oh, he's doing uh, the best. He's like getting the kids all uh, lined up, all their appointments uh, back on track. They're getting therapy because obviously my kids are autistic and have speech delay and stuff. And she's pumping me up. And then she gets off and she go, she's just like, "What are you doing?" Blah blah blah. If I'm 36, if you've ever seen. Uh, Throw mama from the train. That's kind of what it feels like right now. But, uh, Owen, Owen, uh, you won't get that unless you know that movie with Danny DeVito, uh, from the late 80s. Um, but anyway, uh, late 80s or early 90s. But anyway, I just wanted to voice this. I, I hate kind of, you know, releasing this because, you know, I, I, I had to come back and live with my, my mother from my independence, but. I'm doing what I got to do and, you know, I'm about to, uh, get housing. So everything's going to be cool, but man, this is still real big stress. And I just wanted to share, you know, with the, with the universe of it's a blunt world podcast. I just kind of wanted to talk about um, what it was like, you know, for many people living without a father or growing up without a father. Um, just to explain some of my experiences, you know, um, when I was under two, um, you know, there had been a lot of stuff my mom was discovering and um, my dad... Uh, was out all night. He he was uh, constantly uh, cheating on my mom, and my mom ended up figuring it out. And one day, she ended up just throwing all his shit out <laughs> in the the hallway of the apartments we were living at, and uh, she kicked him the fuck out. And um, that was it. Uh, all I had growing up, just to kind of give you the kind of sound bites, is. You know, my dad would always kind of show up as I got older. He would take me to Taco Bell and buy me for the holidays macadamia nuts. <laughs> like those Monaloa macadamia nuts. So that was kind of the interaction, you know, I got with my dad. And, you know, I, I kind of the only thing that I relate to today that it's kind of helped me is, you know, my, my dad had chopped up, uh, Spanish and he would try to speak it to me, but obviously I didn't understand it. And my kids with autism, I kind of know what it's like to kind of just try to feel what they're saying or understand what they're saying when, when they can't really talk. I feel like I got that from when my dad would tell me chopped up shit and I'd have to try to figure it out. Um, or I could feel what he's saying. Uh, but anyway, so he would just show up uh, all the time unannounced and just, 
he would end up like, I'm thinking, oh, my dad's here to spend time with me. And he'd end up falling asleep on me or uh, like, or he'd be trying to get back with my mom. Kids, man, like they could see it all. I knew that at that age. So he was in and out and it just, it was rough for me. I, as fucked up as it is as kids, you know, I definitely blame my mom and it obviously was not her fault. Um, and it it was just hard. I I guess I want to say mentally, um, especially seeing all, uh, my cousins that I was close to have such a strong father who was a father figure for me and my uncle, um, and it was just kind of hard and added on being an only child too. So it was definitely hard growing up, you know, being an only child, not having a father around. And I just, it just seemed like he didn't care. And that's how I felt. And, um, you know, I'm Mexican, Armenian and English and my Mexican side, which is my majority. It's like, he didn't want to fuck with me or he didn't want to invest time, you know, and that shit always hurt. Uh, my mom had to chase down, down child support. So that was rough too. Um, and then at, at 16 years old, I wrote a big note. I don't know why it sparked it, but my mom always worked overtime on Saturdays. So at 16, I wasn't like the type to be going out and all that. I kind of was just in my room kind of writing or, uh, working out on my, my lift bench. Um, and, I wrote like a, a big note, uh, or a big, uh, um, a big, uh, like a two page letter, uh, not formatted or anything. And I just basically told him, I thought he was a piece of shit. Uh, you know, uh, my, my kids will never know him. And this is at 16 and, um, that I will never take his name and I'm still trying to change my name back since I was 18. So that's been about 18 years. So it was hard. And then as I grew up, I don't know if this is for most, uh, people without a father, like, especially coming from a man, I was just like, when I started getting 21, 22 and he would come around, it's like, Hey buddy, uh, I don't need a father anymore. I don't need someone to show me the way. So if you weren't here for that, what the fuck are you doing here now? And I was also the way to, if my mom had a boyfriend or something, ain't no way I'm calling that motherfucker daddy because, uh, the person that was picked for my dad had the spot, had the chance and he blew it. So I'm not giving anybody else that chance. Um, and, um, it was, it was just hard. It was, it was definitely hard, but you know, this is the the stuff we go through and, um, it made me stronger and it definitely the situation I'm going through with my ex, it, it made me, maybe sometimes guys just say fuck that or whatever. But if I was saying fuck that, this was my reserve in the back of my head saying you have to be there. There's no other option. Your kids need you. And maybe the same things was going through my dad's head, but I listened. So, um, you know, I love my kids and, and my dad not being around, I could tell you and anybody that knows me is that was my chip on my shoulder. And when I grew up, I, I really wanted kids and, um, maybe it was kind of my own destiny path that 
I just wanted to prove that I'll always be a better father than my father was to me. And I don't know where my father is now, but I'm. it's kind of crazy when you grow up like that. I'm looking for him now. Um, and because he doesn't even know that he ha- he's a grandfather. So uh, that kind of trips me out. And uh, the last time I seen him, I was 23. Um, and... And he actually told me that I I have a brother uh, that I've never met uh, in Mexico. So I'd love to meet my brother. And the bottom line of this whole thing is, um, is it is very hard growing up without a father. Um, But if you do have a good mother or a good parent to help you through, you can make it through anything. And I learned how to be a man on my own. And the things I instill in my kids is definitely uh, from the man I learned how to be without a father. So if you come from a broken home, it ain't the end of the world. In fact, I think it makes you stronger. And that's definitely what I feel about this. So I wanted uh, to talk about this, you know, this uh, this episode of It's a Blunt World podcast is really, uh, you know, it's really all about the I guess all the topics are like leaning towards, you know, mental toughness, uh, you know, and stuff like that, you know, dealing with depression and, you know, anxiety, shit like that. Um you know, I really feel like something that is way underrated is like, I don't know what you would call it. Like, I guess mental toughness, mental wit- wittiness, because, you know, the the stuff I'm dealing with right now uh, with, you know, uh, my kids, you know, mom. And her, like, uh, seeing the kids and stuff. Um, You know, you got to really, you got to play your part and, you know, use your smarts in this um, because you just can't be brutal um, about it. And just use, you know, force and stuff. You really got to use your mind and be smart about every decision you make because, you know, in the end result, you know, your kids are on the line. And... Me, I've just noticed, especially the last three or four years, like every move I make is calculated. Like from the way that I walk in the room and like say I'm at a party or a family party or something. I walk in, I already know what seat I'm going to sit in. I know pretty much who I'm going to talk to. Um, And that's just, that's in my brain. That's Mando. It's like, I don't even mean to do it, but that's what happens. And um, the reason this comes up is because I just I remember uh, well I, I was talking to my mother uh, this week and and she was kind of you know how mothers get they just they're talking all this shit but they you know if you don't tell them you know all your business they don't really know what the fuck is going on it's just regular parent shit but um, I just I told her in frustration that. If you're in my situation, 
you wouldn't even have your kids still because you don't know how to like play the game, how to be smart about decisions and you know, and she's just very like, just get your kids, you know, just uh just tell them you just you're just gonna you you take them and you could say everything that has to go on and and like every little detail that goes on, you know, with your ex and and it don't always go like that, you know, like, and I just make the smart decisions where is putting me really in the driver's seat position because I'm, I'm playing my smarts, uh, smarts. I'm playing the game. I know what I'm doing. I'm not just getting frustrated, you know, full of rage and just, ah, you know, I'm, I'm sitting still. I'm, really calculating every move I'm going to make and it's all working out. So sometimes, you know, the blunt force don't always work, even though that's blunt force. It don't always work. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta use your, your mental, you gotta use your brain skills. Um, because strong ain't always the way to success. Most times it's finesse. So really, uh, really listen to this topic and in your everyday life, I would apply this as do. It's, uh, it's really the smart move. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week, man. Uh, we had a little quick banger here. Um, but uh, if we get a couple quick episodes, um, my busy was uh, just too filled up, man. And I, I try to still knock it out, give it to y'all. Um, I apologize for that. But, man, hey, being a single dad and having kids, you know, is, is fucking crazy. And uh, uh, you think you know it all, but... Um, it's really, really time consuming and, uh, you know, definitely this week was overwhelming, but I still wanted to get stuff out to y'all. And, uh, um, I definitely wanted to, you know, write a couple extra things in, in my diary, man. My diary meaning it's a blunt world podcast, man. So it's your boy. Thank y'all for tuning in. Blunt Steven. It's a blunt world podcast. Tell your mother, tell your father, tell your friends. Let's spread the world. It's a Blunt World Podcast. Yo, when you get out, man. Shit, man, I ain't, I don't even know, man. We're going to keep that on the low because I ain't see you, you ain't see me. All right, Ace? All right, you, 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 you stay cool like how you be cool, all right? No doubt, baby. All right, water. All right. Like this, then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.